the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. It's Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Then a little bit more. I've come up with a cheat sheet for what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk Google. At the end of the show, there's going to be a special surprise montage. So if you got nothing to do for an hour 58 or you got something to do for an hour 58, come back for the last two minutes because it's going to be worth it. Going to be talking video games. Going to be talking more money, more money, more money with Americans. We're going to be talking stock options in the 2000s. We're going to be talking a little bit about data plans. Are you willing to pay more? Will it hurt AT&T? We got some top 10 celebrity deaths. California improving their exports. What's that mean to you and me? And Dan Rusinowski of the San Jose Sharks. And I'm going to be quite honest. I'm a little disappointed with the Sharks in the last week. It's been a tough week for me. I think they're underperforming. I hate underperformers. And then uh, China recession. I got And I got some stock picks in here for you, too. And, of course, your phone calls, 800-345-5639. That's 800-345-5639. Anything that you want to bring up, you are more than welcome to bring up. I'd like to hear from you. I really would. Um, I think your calls make the show. You know what I'm actually getting excited about? Avatar. I really am getting excited. I'm gonna next Friday. I'm gonna go see that movie. I don't know why. It's the first movie that I've wanted to see in probably a year, maybe more, maybe less, maybe more. Mm, checking out Ev- Evelyn Taft on Cron Four. She's the like the weather girl that like. Ugh, that's all I'm gonna say. Anyway, um, 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 where do I go with this? Okay, Avatar. Variety, oh, not just variety, but the Wall Street Journal. Everyone's talking about it, and it's not even out yet. This is going to be the big movie. It's James Cameron's follow-up, believe it or not, to Titanic. Where has he been since Titanic? Nowhere. Avatar gets an A, according to Variety film critic Todd McCarthy, saying James Cameron, James Cameron's Avatar. You know, it's a little low-budget special effects movie that you probably have not heard about. <laughs> okay, no, it's, it's a big-budget movie. Um, it's breathtaking, he says. And he said, anyone who ever goes to a movie should go to this movie. Hollywood reporter critic Kirk Honeycutt, he says Cameron has proven his point. He is king of the world. USA Today says, uh, it's it's super. I just made that up. USA Today said, look behind the scenes of Avatar. So, anyway. I'm going to see it. Like, I'm, I'm juiced. and I don't get juiced about that much. I'm, I'm a little bit of a sci-fi nerd. I admit that. I think we're all nerds, and I think nerds are wonderful things. You could be a golf nerd. You could be a sports nerd. I think there's something you're nerdy about. There's something that you know a lot about, whether it's radio production or, or something. How about radio? Let's talk a little radio. Radio Nowhere. Citadel Broadcasting, the nation's third largest radio operator behind CBS and Clear Channel, expected to file for bankruptcy at the end of the year, according to the Wall Street Journal. Citadel has got about $2 billion in debt, and they first started having financial trouble after its 2006 deal to acquire Disney's radio stations. CEO of Citadel, he said, if I knew the economy was headed where it was, I would have sold 
and not bot. It's vital that you support the radio shows that you like in any way, shape, or form that you can. Whether you reach out to the sponsors and say, I'm a 36-year-old guy with lots of money, but I don't need new windows, reach out to the guy who sells windows. Let him know that you're out there. Radio is uh, it, it's a weird bullet shot. I love radio, and I just talked to my TV management yesterday, and I don't think I'm going to sign on for next year. They, they offered me a role that I just don't much care for. Now, so I'm in negotiations now, but the role they offered me, I don't really care for. I don't find television to be that intelligent. I find television to be a very dumb medium. It's great medium because it, it, it it's so easy to consume. It's like junk food. It's like American food, right? It's like fried food. Mmm, yummy fried food. Um, and I'd, I'd like to start kicking off some web projects that I, I've been putting on hold, putting on hold, putting on hold, because I got radio and TV, and then, you know, I do consulting here and there, so it's it's... It's tough. It's tough to do, you know, that fourth project, so to speak. Anyway, um, Citadel, they're, they're struggling. They're struggling. And I don't like to see that story because I love radio. I think radio needs to be healthy and radio needs to thrive. I love radio salespeople. I love radio. Uh, I think radio is a smart medium. You have to pay attention. Uh, you get it. Any of you who listen to the show for one day, you moan like Frenchmen at me. You go, oh, you, you, like one show. Yesterday, if you just listened to 10 minutes of the show, you think I'm a dirty old perv. And even though I am a dirty old perv, I got a lot of financial insight for you. I'm not a mad genius. I don't even think I'm a genius. I think I'm a hard worker. Anyway, I want to see radio do well. I think it, I, I love the audience of radio. I really, really, really do. Stop the presses. So radio is struggling with a bankruptcy, right? Here's another one. More big shakeups in the, in the media world. Nielsen. They're selling the Hollywood Reporter billboard. Media Week and several other publications to a company called Global Media. And that's a joint venture made up of some private equity firms. The new owners promptly announced they're going to shut down editor and publisher. Longtime journalism publications. Editor and publisher was a magazine for a century. It chronicled, and a lot of people have never heard of it. It chronicled the now decline of the U.S. newspaper industry. It fell victim to itself and the change in media landscape. It was founded at the turn of the 20th century by guess who? William Randolph Hearst. Rosebud was a sled. Just, I probably ruined that movie for just someone there, right? Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane was based on William Randolph Hearst. Joseph Pulitzer. They both founded this, 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 they had bitter rivals with each other. And the competition built big city newspapers. Editor and publisher, you know, began a struggle to survive at the turn of the 21st century. Advertising peaked. Internet disrupted journalism. In the course of selling off several trade publications, the Hollywood Reporter and Billboard decided to cease publishing. So stop the press. Don't start the press. Stop the press. Two more interesting, three more interesting stories tied towards media. 2012 is huge in China, which once again shows me like, what the hell? And that's all I have about that. I go, what the hell? 2012 is big in China? Movie about the end of the world? Like, I wouldn't have figured that. Paramount starting a micro movie studio. They're looking for the next paranormal activity. So you know what that tells me? If you're a good movie maker, start a low budget. Do a low budget. Have me in it. I'll be in your porn movies. I'll be in your horror movies. I'll be in your financial movies. Whatever you want to come up with. Paranormal activity was made for nothing. And it made millions and 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 millions of dollars. I think that was 17 million times five. So it ended up making well over 90 million. I don't know. You get the idea. If you're a good movie maker... Hollywood's looking for you right now, Paramount in particular. And no more business time for the flight of the Concords. Bow your head in silence. 
you lean in close and say HBO's canceled like, Fly to the Concords No third season This is a song from Fly to the Concords It's called Business Time It's Business Time It's Business Time It's a catchy damn song, and I love it when a comedian or comedian duo can pull off catchy damn songs. Next thing you know, we're in the bathroom brushing. Talk about business time, and it's not the business time like the Rob Black Financial Show business time. It's a different type of business time. Let's get a phone calls. Let's get a Paul in Redwood City. Paul, how do you feel about the death of the Flight of the Concords on HBO? Uh, the the death of the Concords. I don't have HBO, so I don't. I, I couldn't answer. I couldn't comment on that. How do you feel about New Zealand comedy duo losing their job in America? New Zealand comedy, uh, not there. Not there. Not okay. a TV freak. Sorry. Okay, I was just asking. I'm trying. Yeah, no, no, that's good. Trying to pull something out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like a walnut. You ever crack a walnut? Yes. It's a lot of work. Well. It's- you, you, work is good for you. <laughs> if you say so. It strengthens your fingers or your mind, whatever kind of walnut you're talking about. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, I got a question for you. Yeah. This I'm a first-time caller, so, you know, give me a break here. Um, hey, I was uh, moving some money around yesterday into a uh, big 2% uh, IRA, and the guy said that next year I will be able to move that into a Roth. Uh-huh. And are you familiar with... And there may be some tax advantages in me doing so. Okay. And are you uh, are you up to speed on that? Sure. Tell me. A lot of people are going to be converting an IRA to a Roth IRA in 2010. Uh-huh. It allows you to take the tax hit over two years. You will have to pay your federal and state income tax that you or you will have to pay taxes on the gains and the the tax implications from the IRA that you avoided. You will have to pay when you convert to the Roth IRA, but you could do it over two years. Oh, that's the actual, the only advantage. You can spread it out over two? Yeah, and well, there's another advantage. Um, right now, let's say it's a down market. You may not have tax consequences. If you funded it, say, you know, in 2008 at the height of the market, right. you probably don't have tax consequences. So it's it's a, f- a free conversion almost at that point in time. It's going to grow for the next 10, 20, 30 years, depending on how old you are, and the money's going to come out tax-free, in a Roth, whereas in an IRA, it would come out at your taxable income limit. You'd be, you know, your taxable income would be hit on that. Okay. Well, this is money that's in a, a uh, IRA. Okay. Okay. And it's some of it, some 401 that I've rolled into an IRA, but it's all basically in secure IRA. So um, the tax implications are just on two years rather than one? You'd spread it out over two, yeah. Okay, now, when I go ahead and... I'm 62, retired, by the way. Right. Okay, when I start pulling this money out, I thought I would pull it out at ten or 15000 a year. I'm not going to start pulling it for a couple of years. Right. But um, Typic- where do you see this helping me in when I do pull it? Say I pull out fifteen grand a year. Yeah. Okay. Typically, yeah, here, here's, here's the answer on that. Typically, they say if you're 50, 40, 30, it's a good thing to convert to the Roth because you have time to let it grow and, and become you know, a little bit more meaningful. Um, it depends on your tax bracket and how much money you're going to have when you retire. It would help you, for instance, you say you're going to take 1015. So leave that 1015 that you can take each year where it is. But if you're going to down the road, say I'm going to get a big old, big old Winnebago. 
That's the example that I like using because a Winnebago is going to cost you one, two, three hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. Uh, not a year, but it's a big chunk. Or let's say you're going to buy a car at thirty thousand dollars, and you're one of those people who pays cash for cars. Right. You would want that big ticket purchase coming out of the Roth so that you don't have to pull forty thousand dollars out to pay for a thirty thousand dollar car. I gotcha. So it, it depends on your wealth issue. If you, for instance, if you're poor, keep it where it is. Mm-hmm. If you're only going to be pulling off ten, fifteen thousand a year and living off that, keep it where it is. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm pension. I'm, I'm drawing Good. Social Security, which you, you're probably against. I just signed up for it. I'm 62. I haven't received it, but uh, I think no, I'm not against Social Security. You worked your, your your butt off. I think you deserve it, and I'm glad that you're getting it. I think it's it's bad for our country, but I mean, the, the country made that deal with you 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. So. I'm glad they're honoring it. Yes, yes. So, uh, would you? Okay, uh, basically, you know, my income is about a hundred. You know, with my pension and yeah. and, uh, and the. Um, I'd talk to your finan- I'd talk to your yeah. I'd talk to your financial planner because I don't. There, there's things that just aren't going to be appropriate in radio. Like you may forget to tell me that you have a high special needs kid. Yeah. You may forget to tell me that you know your wife wants right. a diamond ring when she turns seventy. Yeah. So the, so the bottom line, though, is what you're telling me. The 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 change is that you're going to stretch that uh, tax hit uh, over two years. Yeah, that's that's probably okay. The, the, well, that's, that's a start for me, and yeah, I will be doing my taxes here soon, so I'll get into the fine details. But I just wanted to call you up, and uh, hey, good show. Hey, good luck to you, and thanks for the call. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's Rob Black Show. Nine ten a.m. Nine ten a.m. Coming up, what am I going to do? I got something on toe fungus for you. Toe fungus coming up. Ooh, how about toe fungus and Catherine Heigl? That's a good combination. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. It's Aloha Friday. No work till Monday. You're listening to Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Six three nine, kill it in the name of. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't know if you noticed this, but restaurants are starting to change a little bit. They're starting to become more tapas and drink oriented, and less on the big old steak. So you're going to see it more and more and more and more, and you hear heard it here first. Restaurants are starting to change ever so slightly. 800-345-5639. Later in the show, I'm going to be speaking with Dan Rusnowski of the San Jose Sharks Radio Network. He's my favorite part of the week. I look forward to him. He's a class act and a gentleman kind of unlike myself, where I'm a little bit more blunt in your face, Generation X. But with that said, he's the opposite. So I wanted to talk a little bit about 2009. Looking back, Katherine Heigl, huge star this year, bigger than Denzel Washington. Sandra Bullock, she's pummeling Tom Hanks and Russell Crowe. Meryl Streep, 
She's going to get another Academy Award. She smells of gold. Ah, gold. Ah. So 2009, women are on top. And yes, that is a sexual reference. And yes, it's blatantly obvious. Male stars are grappling with a change in movie scene. It favors costume superheroes over conventional action movies and thrillers. Female actresses, they're opening up a more wide range of genres. Romantic comedies to sports dramas. This is the year of women on, 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 not Wall Street, but the year of women in Hollywood. Female stars are driving the movies. If you take a look at the top 50 grossing movies in the last year, it's women dominated. Meryl Streep's Julia and Julia. Katherine Heigl's The Ugly Truth. Sandra Bullock's The Proposal and The Blind Side. And what's interesting to note about this is women make a lot less than men do. So Hollywood's taking notice and they're going, let's do more women's movies in 2010 and 11. Top grossing female stars. The Proposal, it pulled in $296 million on a $40 million budget. You do the math there. Okay, I'll do the math there for you. That's $250 million in profit. Sweet. The Ugly Truth, $196 million gross on $38 million. Julia, Julia and Julia, $118 million worldwide. I've never even heard of the movie with Meryl Streep. I don't know how I missed it. I missed it. $40 million budget, but it pulled in $120 million. Blindside, it's, uh, it's a football movie. It's a family movie. I don't know what it is, but it's got Sandra Bullock and this super freakish boy who plays football who's like bigger than all the other kids. That's how I would review the movie. There you go. $200 million, and it cost $28 million to make. Sandra Bullock's done more than $28 million of face surgery already. She's one of those people that did bad. Her and Meg Ryan, they should go to their their faceologist, their plastic surgeon, and slap them with a white glove because they did bad work on them. So Russell Crowe, his state of play, $87 million. It didn't, we don't know what the budget was, but Adam Sandler, funny people. $60 million gross, $75 million budget, flop. Will Ferrell, land of the lost, $65 million worldwide gross, but it costs over $100 million to make, flop. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Bruce Willis, his movie Surrogates, where I gave away free tickets to. If I'm giving away free tickets, the movie's probably not that good. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Um, Bruce Willis circuits, $60 million gross, $80 million budget. So the proposal and blindside show that when people have a film that pairs a really strong actress with a strong story, they respond. And it's not just about the stars themselves. Female actresses tend to be in films that are much more story driven, especially when they get older. To be quite honest with you, Hollywood loves them when they're 25 to 35, and then it's all story driven from there. Because we don't really want to see a nude Sandra Bullock anymore. We did at one point in time, but not anymore. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Now, for whatever reason, female actresses do find better stories than men do. And it's not just the romantic comedies. Blindside was sports-themed. New Moon, 80% female audience. Special effects. It's complicated, a romantic comedy starring none other than Meryl Streep. It was written by Nancy Myers. It's tracking strongly. People are thinking it's going to be $100 million plus again. Sex in the City coming out next summer, which again, for the record, I just wish one of them would get AIDS and die in the movie. 
You know how much Manolas are. You used to wear Manolas. I just, Kim Cattrall playing the, the cougar, sexy, it doesn't work for me. Kim Cattrall, she worked for me mm, 25 years ago when she was in the movie Mannequin. That was a good looking Kim Cattrall. Now she just looks like, Rawr! just, ugh. Excuse me, the heebie-jeebies. And the whole thing where they have her hooking up with a young, hot guy. I don't like the story. Sarah Jessica Parker, horse face horse face So, yes, I've seen the show. And, yes, I've been dragged to the movie. And I did it just so I can get something on the side. Um, that's all I got to say. I got toe fungus. I got toe fungus bad. So I'm thinking about going and getting a pedicure today. Just totally messing with a person who has to touch my four janky toes. I got fungus, and I'm going to come put it on the webcam, that's eating four of my toes. Now, I'm a guy. Guys don't really pay that much attention to our toes. We got like five minutes special time, maybe once a month, where we go down and say, hey, toes, how? Hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, look at you. You're, you, ooh, you got a big nail. So I go down there to, to clip my toes the other day, and jangy, jangy, nasty, gross cheese, Two of my toes are fused together with mold and just nasty stuff. So if any of you have any cures for me, let me know. Oh, wow. The scales at Truckee, they're showing us on Channel 4 Cron. Snow. Remember when it rains in in San Francisco, it's snowing. uh, It's snowing in in Truckee. It's snowing on the mountains. It's snowing at Tahoe. So good times, whether you be a snowboarder. Good times, whether you be a skier. When I ski, I kind of look like a bear. So I fear. I fear. I'm the guy who wears like an orange jumpsuit when I ski and try to look like a prisoner so that they think that I'm a prisoner who's skiing, walking down the mountain versus a bear. I don't wear black clothes or brown clothes when I ski because I kind of go kind of slow. I look like a snowplow. And I'm pretty sure at some point in time, a ranger's going to think I'm a bear who's getting ready to come into the lodge and just blow me away. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Next up. We're going to talk retail sales. This is big. This is big. And we're going to talk about California improving. It's Rob Black Show. 800-345-5639. I'm John Cobell. I'm Ken Champo. We're the John and Ken Show. Join us weekdays from 3 to 7. Now, Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. So if you missed it, we have a live blog at top910.com. I snuck in during the commercial and put my foot up on camera. You can see what I'm dealing with. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. I'm going to talk about retail sales in just a number, in just a minute, because it's part of the global recovery story. But first and foremost, let's go to Rita in San Francisco. Rita? Rita, this is Rita the meter maid in San Francisco, and you're going to have fun with that one. I'm just calling in to say, when I'm patrolling, I listen to my radio, and you guys are on that radio all day. I don't don't touch that channel. I love your show. I love your show. Rita, you don't sound like a lovely... You don't sound like a meter maid. You sound lovely. I am lovely. Rita the meter maid. I can't say my real name. I'll get in deep doo-doo. Hey, listen... Uh, everything you say is so right on, even about that music with the with the same beat. It just drives me insane. 
And that, the, that, wasn't, that wasn't me. That was Armstrong and Getty that talked about music. Oh, okay. Beat. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But everything you guys say is so right on. You, you see what I'm saying? I listen to you guys all day. Okay. Uh, I've called in other radio stations. I've listened to other radio stations. And they're absolutely nothing like you guys. So, you as, guys a, so as a meter maid, how do we get out of tickets? How do we get out if you're starting hey, the to... approach is everything. This is how I, this is how I patrol. Okay. Okay. Hey, you come up to me. On our system, we have a delete button. person comes up to me. They're civil. Hey, I'm, I'm cool with that. Hey, we don't all eat our young, and I tell that to everybody. But you want to come up to me and start using the four-letter word that starts with the C that I can't mention? Hey, I'll ding you for anything I can ding you for. I'm sorry. I'm telling you the truth. You know what? People just got to be civil. And, and, you know, it's all discretion. I'm really cool. I tell you, people love me. How about what I, Here's my approach. I'll give you 20. I'll give you 20 not to do it. <laughs> You know, I'm just not into my boss, you know, uh, GN, uh, if you know who I'm talking about. You know, he's just being in the people of San Francisco, and these poor people, you know, you park on your sidewalk, that's $103. You know, I just feel that when people come out, and, and like I said, they're civil, I, I just can't ding people for those the prices. The, 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 San Francisco is just a mess. It's just a mess. And by the way, meter maids are getting laid off, so... That's a, that, I don't get that because it seems like you make money for the city. Well, we do, but I'll tell you what happened. And my what, what I uh, uh, figure out is that they got greedy, and so they started hiring and hiring. And don't forget, they wanted meters to go till ten o'clock at night. Yeah. It didn't go through, and so they got greedy. and They started hiring all these people, and then you know it didn't turn out that way. And plus, everybody in San Francisco has a DP placard. Which has nothing to do with DPT, has nothing to do with DMV. It's the legislature. It's insane. Everybody's got them, so we're not really pulling in that many. You have to send me photos of you because you sound much too lovely to be a. a ah, man. you are so cool. I love you guys even more now. So. Well, I'm hitting down near sixty, and I'll be out of the job. But one last thing to say is that every time somebody stuck their head out the window and said, "Get a get a job or get a real job," <laughs> hey, now they're coming up to me and asking me how do they apply. That's so anyway. <laughs> I praise God every day I have a job. You guys are great. Thanks, Rita. And you got to do me a favor and stop saying you guys, because I fly solo on the show. I don't have a sidekick. <laughs> You're talking about Armstrong and Getty, and I know they're the greatest things in sliced bread. Trust me, my manager tells me all the time. He goes, you've, okay. got, a, he goes, you've got good ratings, Rob, but you got a good lead in. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Rita. <laughs> I want the 3 to 7 show. I want to take over John and Ken, and it's probably politically incorrect to say, I want Ken Chambeau's job. I want that job. It's politi- politically incorrect campaign. Okay, and a little lovely, Rita. Interesting. Heidi had never heard this song. Kind of shows her age as my producer. So the Beatles were good. Here's my story on the Beatles. I have a story on the Beatles. John Lennon, singer right here, one of the greatest singers of all time. He gets shot six times. One, two, three, four, five, six times on a New York sidewalk with, with Yoko Ono right next to him. Greatest singer of all time. Possibly the greatest songwriter of all time. Possibly one of the greatest Americans of all time. Six bullets enter his chest. And not one hits Yoko Ono. So we lose a great American. We lose a great singer. We lose a great mind. We lose a great poet. And we get Yoko Ono for the next 30 years. Going, when she sings. Like, is there a God? There's not a God. There's not a God. How can six, not one bullet at least take her down? Let's go to Brian, San Francisco. Hey, Rob. This is Brian. How are you? Good. 
Good, good. Hey, I really appreciate your uh, very practical financial advice. Uh, always listen to it. I'm not giving much practical advice today, am I? No, but I have a quick question, actually, a comment about uh, Sex and the City movie coming up. Yeah. You mentioned uh, very briefly, and it's, it's a phrase I think that's overused and I think it's not really appropriate, is that you said, I hope she gets AIDS and die. HIV, yeah. No, is that something you want to disown or you want to, is that something you find funny? Getting AIDS and die, is that funny? It kind of is when you when you know the character who sleeps around. AIDS? You ever lost anybody to AIDS? No, I've never lost anyone to AIDS. Think about it. Okay. Well, you're a real you're a real pick me up. Well, I thought that was a very inappropriate, and in the the community it's, here in San Francisco, I think probably cringed a little bit when they heard that. I'm just saying. If anyone has ever listened to this show, they know where I'm coming from. For instance, like the, out of the four girls, and again. One of the most common conversations is, which one would you want to be if you're a woman? Which one would you want to date if you're a guy? And I, I'll go, I don't, want, I don't want this one. I don't want, I tend to like the redhead who in real life tends to be, a, is a lesbian. And isn't that kind of ironic? Yeah, anyway, I think you get my point. I'm talking about the AIDS reference. It's, I think it's inappropriate. Okay, Brian. I, I agree with you that you're entitled to that. But if you really sincerely think that's where that was coming from. I, th- I think you've got an issue. I think you've got something personal that you're holding as a grudge. 800-345-5639. Let's get a meal in Brisbane. Emil? Mr. Ambassador, uh, you know, for that hoof of yours, you're going to need about uh, 250 milligrams of that terminifine. What's, what's, what's terminifine? Terminifine? It, uh, it kills that kind of uh, strain of fungus, and you're going to need about 90 days' worth. Is it, a, is it a drug that you take in your mouth? One pill every day. My whole rifle company uh, ended up getting boot rot in the Marine Corps, and, uh, and that was the, uh, the prescribed control substance, if you will. Okay. And you have to get a doctor's prescription, or is it over the uh, OTC? You do. You have to go and get a script, and then, uh, you know, in the confines of your own dwelling, you take one pill every day, and by the 4th of July, you'll look pretty again. <laughs> now, Emil, um, for the record, I don't wear sandals because I don't think they look good on me. I got nasty-looking toes. Um, Emil, you were in the Marines? Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I, I knew you were CIA, right? Uh, DEA. 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 Yeah. So, and in, in, uh, when did you serve in the Marines? Uh, Vietnam? Uh, yeah, I got drafted into the Army, so I enlisted in the Marine Corps and then ultimately became uh, an officer in the Corps. Okay. And you had, a, you had a, a platoon under you? Well, I started out as a platoon commander, rifle platoon commander, then a rifle company commander, and then rose to the rank of major and then was recruited by uh, the CIA, the DEA, and the FBI, and I went with the DEA. So have you ever, you've, you've seen dead people, right? So that's kind of interesting. My dad was, um, I was a Vietnam baby. I was the second tour. My brother Michael was first tour. Yeah, you were in the Air Force. Um, uh, Army. Army. Oh, well, it was Army. Yeah, yeah. But so, that explains your Virginia connection. It probably does. It probably does with the Pentagon. Yes, 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 yes. So, and ultimately, my dad was a tank commander in his second tour. And in his first tour, he was an intelligence officer. And an intelligence officer in Vietnam counts dead bodies and counts bullets and figures out, was it good or bad? It's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, every day you had the body count and you had to get it to the G2. G2 being what? Oh, that's intel. Okay, okay. So <laughs> things that I don't know about you, Emil. So you lost as mayor, running for mayor of Brisbane. What do you do next? I'm sitting back and weighing the options. Uh, I really, I'm taking the rest of the year off and uh, I'll probably spend it in Vegas. And um, who knows? Okay, okay. So, spending some time in Vegas. So, you uh, do single hand, uh, single deck blackjack. What's your What's your game? 
Uh, it's mostly uh, blackjack. Blackjack. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks for the call, Emil. Okay, buddy. So anyone who thinks that wishing death on a TV character is hardcore, you got mental issues. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., 800-345-5639. Coming up, my long segment. Then later on, a little Dan Rusnowski. Coming up, I'm going to talk retail sales. I didn't get to it this segment because of that downer call. And California's exports picking up. What's it mean to you and me? It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. I got to mention our sponsors. Lamisil tablets for nail fungus. You know, nail fungus is no parade down there. <laughs> I once dated a lady who was 99% gorgeous, then I took the shoe shop. Her toenails looked like a lined-up row of barbecued Fritos. There isn't a pair of clippers out there that could tame those poker chips. Lamisil says, hey, nail fungus, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Get in the Rob Black chat room live now. Go to talk910.com. Go to the Rob Black page and click play. Three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. This morning there was a move on Wall Street after we got some economic data. About five thirty our time, eight thirty East Coast time, New York time. Eight thirty seems to be the magic time, East Coast time, where a lot of economic data gets released. Retail sales were strong, and the market liked that. And you know, ultimately the market's kind of doing a lot of sideways action right now. Signs of a strengthened global recovery emerge, though, because consumers are boosting retail sales. Reports heighten hopes that consumers are starting to feel a little bit more comfortable and starting to spend, which is interesting because we've been building our savings and reducing our debt. And what's bad for our economy is is not saving and increasing our debt. But we like the retail sales because it says there's life out there and there's a fine teeter-totter balance, but we tend to go all the way towards spending our paycheck. Retail sales rose about 1.2%. Inside the numbers, gasoline stations were a big winner, up 6% in sales. That's not a big winner to you and me. That's a big winner to OPEC. It's a big winner to Exxon Mobil. Auto dealer expenditures, building materials, they're the most volatile part of retail sales. So what you do is you strip them out and you see what's called a core number. And the core number was one half of 1% in November, which was better than expected. It was twice what was expected. Even sales uh, at beverage stores up 1%, appliance stores and electronic stores up almost 3%, general merchandise up 8 tenths of a percent, drinking places up one half of 1%. So the retail sales numbers were nice. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's go to Nick in Mountain View. Nick? Hey, morning, Rob. Morning. Hey, I just had a comment about the gentleman that called up earlier about your little comment about the public character gets uh, AIDS and dies. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about character on a uh, TV program, and of course, you wouldn't wish AIDS upon any living creature. I actually did. I actually did wish cancer on someone once, and his wife got cancer. And it's actually, if, you, you said that story. Uh, <laughs> I remember that? But I mean, that kind of that encompasses of uh, all the uh, wishy-washy PCism of uh, San Francisco in a nutshell. Which. Um, which I guess he's entitled to his opinion because he's lost someone who's died of HIV, AIDS. Yeah, I totally, I can totally understand where he's coming from, but uh, yeah, I just watched an episode of uh, South Park. I'm not a big South Park fan, but right, it's right. called the F Word, 
and uh, they go. They basically go off about the F word, about uh, the three-letter F word that we used to use as a kid. It used to cover a whole lot of things. Now it just it, it's a uh, derogatory term to homosexuality. And uh, yeah, look it up online. It's called the F word. And uh, yep. Yeah, and again, political correctness has its place, but this is a radio show, and like you said, the character is a, a fictional character, and most guys don't like the show because it's a feminist show, it empowered women. If, if you know, men were doing it, we'd be glorifying the guy as, hey, he bagged 100 women, but because a cougar's doing it, it it's, it's a target of criticism. I mean, there's more intelligent argument to be made about, you know, sex in the city and the side that you get on as far as, you know, wishing it well and or deconstructing it. Yeah, I guess I I looked into it a little bit more than, than that, I guess. But anyway, all right, Rob. Thanks Rob for the call. Man. Thanks for the support, and I don't really need it. I, I you know, I, I say some, I say a lot of stuff. I put myself out there each and every day, and if I get one negative criticism, hey, I could live with it. Um, with that said, it's interesting to note. Take a look at the top TV shows in American history in the last sixty years. Number one TV shows. It's stunning. MASH never led the pack. MASH is probably the most critically acclaimed TV show of all time, right? Never led the pack. Marcus Welby did. I don't even know Marcus Welby. All in the family did. All in the family. How about that? Basically, a white guy who didn't like homosexuals in any way, shape, or form. He didn't like black people in any way, shape, or form. Archie Bunker. So, um, and that was an American number one hit. Okay, anyway, um, Dancing with the Stars is number one hit. American Idol, number one hit, and they've dominated 2005 to 2009. But surprisingly, the number one TV show in America right now, and this really surprised me to see. Take a guess. It's, it's CSI. 22 million eyeballs every time that it's on. In 2000, 2001, it was Survivor. In 2001, 2002, it was Friends. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Seinfeld, ER, Home Improvement. If you go back to the 70s, uh, you have Laverne and Shirley. Happy Days. Uh, all in the family, like I said, Marcus Welby. If you go back to the 60s, Andy Griffith, the Beverly Hillbillies, the Rowan and Martin's laughing. I remember the Beverly Hillbillies. They tried to relaunch that, um, and they decided that they couldn't do it because it's politically incorrect, and it makes fun of um, people from the South. Isn't that funny? Like, it's, we live in such a nation that we can't even make fun of hillbillies. You can make a joke about West Virginia, like, who's the wealthiest family in West Virginia? The house that has two cars up on on, on um, stones, um, blocks, blocks, things. Um, you know, what's the national bird of West Virginia? It's it's the satellite dish, you know, it's or the national flower, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know. Neither here nor there. We're a funny nation. We're a funny nation. Now, there's a good story in the Wall Street Journal today. Real good story. And you probably remember about a year ago, the CEO of Google was on the board of directors. Dr. Eric Schmidt was on the board of directors of Apple. And ultimately, he resigned because conflict of interest started coming up. And there's a beautiful chart, and I love beautiful charts, where it says markets where Google and Apple overlap. Keep in mind that Apple just bought a company called Lala Media right after Google said, when you search for a song, you can now start playing it off our website. Lala Media is slightly different music than what Google does, slightly than what Apple does. So Apple's been big on you buy it, you put it on your hard drive, it's yours. Lala is a little bit more of a cloud service, but this chart, Google versus Apple. And a lot of people think it's Apple versus Microsoft and Google versus Microsoft. But really, if you look at it, it's Google versus Apple. Operating systems. Google's got Chrome. Expected next year. It's an alternative for the Mac operating system. In music, 
Google's music service competes with iTunes. In video, Google's YouTube adds premium videos, which iTunes offers. So Google started selling videos now on YouTube, much like Apple does. In browsers, Google's got Chrome. It's challenging Apple's Safari. In mobile, phones running Google Android, challenging Apple's iPhone. The big battle's going to be Google and Apple. Microsoft will continue their dominance because they're corporate America. And corporate America, you know... I'm using Windows on this computer here. I use Windows on my computer at home. If I had to use Apple Safari, I don't know how to use it. To be quite honest with you, I'm not Apple savvy. And that ultimately hurts Apple in the, in the, in the business. Because if you're John Scott, program director for San Francisco's 910 AM KNEW, um, you want people who can come in and work. You don't want people who, who can't you know, compete per se or who are so far behind the learning curve that they're trying to catch up. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Elsewhere in the Wall Street Journal today, Boeing, they're set to fly their new 787. Plan to fly its new 787 Dreamliner for the first time as early as next Tuesday. Now, here's what's going to happen. This is a beautiful plane. It is gorgeous. We got to see designs of it a couple of years ago, and that pushed Boeing stock higher. And then they found a problem, and then they found another problem, and then they found another problem. When you start using new composite materials that never been used before, and you start putting them together, putting the wing to the fuselage and issues along those lines, you, you're like, uh-oh, that new metal doesn't handle 40,000 feet well. It handles 30,000 feet well. So you start learning things. Last thing Boeing wants is the Dreamliner to crash. That's a PR nightmare, especially when you, you know, are in the first couple years of the cycle. If this plane flies, you're going to see the stock get a little bit of a pop on it because what's going to happen is – the, the news people, the Tom Sinkovinces, um, who are some other anchors that I can't think of? Julie Hayner. Um, I want to say Mary, Mary Madeline, but she's the deaf person. Um, so that's not quite right. <laughs> so I don't know. Tom Sinkovitz is, uh, he's next Tuesday. He's going to get on, on the television and he's going to go, today Boeing set to fly their 787. It went up in the air and landed 30 miles elsewhere. And it's exciting. Look it. It's beautiful. I'm Tom Sinkovitz. Good day. And the next day, you're going to be like, you're going to call your stockbroker. Your stockbroker's going to call you and say, did you see that new plane? Let's buy some shares of Boeing. So you can wait till next Tuesday, or you can look at it as this is something we know is going to happen down the road. 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. Let's go to John in Sedona. John? Roberto. Uh, John? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. I guess I should call you Juan if you're calling me <laughs> Roberto. <laughs> no, no, no. Roberto, the Italian Roberto, not the Spanish. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, 27, I started a pretty good career with the utility here about a year ago. I have about 20 grand in debt, 10 of it being student loans, 10 on a car. I have 28 in the bank and about 7 grand in my 401k. Right. Question is, I kind of would like to take advantage of the market and buy a house, but I'm torn between that and my 401k. Okay. Right now, I'm putting 10% in the 401k. How much you got in the 401k? Huh? How much do you have in the 401k? Only about seven grand. Okay, that's not bad. So at your age, you said you're 28? 27, yeah. 27, that's I'm aging you another year. Um, what you should be focusing on right now is the 401k, finding a good wife that you're not going to divorce. Um, those are going to be the two big things. Now, as far as the house, where are you thinking about buying a house? Uh, Napa, Sonoma area is pretty pricey. Okay. Now what happens if 
on the house next to you, Kim Cattrall moves in. And she lowers the value of the house because she's a cougar, and every day she's got 20-year-olds coming over having sex. And she turns it into a frat house. It's Kim Cattrall's frat house. And on top of that, there's just beers everywhere. There's you know public fights. It lowers the value of your house. So your house really isn't – you're not taking advantage of it, John. It's yeah. its liability. It's a great investment over time. It's a very conservative investment over time. If that same money that you put into your mortgage, you were to put in the stock market, you'd have over 400% more over a 30-year period. So you'd be able to buy four homes or five homes or six homes. Um, so my goal for you is is stay on budget, and when you find the perfect house that you want to live in for 10 years, buy it. Mortgage rates are incredibly cheap right now, incredibly cheap. And that's going to be more important. If, let's say the, the market cracks another 10% next year. In real estate, that's going to be more important. You bought high. Who cares? You got a mortgage. It's going to you're going to service for the next thirty years. So, I love the mortgage rate. I'm not going to tell you to not buy John, but don't buy a single house and don't buy a condo. Um, buy something like one day. Are you married? Nope. Okay, you going to get married one day? I'd like to say yes, but who knows? If you're going to buy a house, get a house that can fit like the baby. And then, you know, in 10, 15 years after the baby comes and you're married and you're settled down, then, you know, you'll be, you know, going up to a bigger house and you'll have a step-up house, so to speak. Don't get a condo. Don't get a townhouse. Those are white trash investments in Sonoma um, because there's there's lots and lots of land up there. Um, in San Francisco, not a lot of land. And yeah. you have to, you know, pay for it a little bit more and you have to be willing to live in a townhouse or condo. But um, like Sacramento, you just go up there and you look left and right. You see land, 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 and it's problematic. So I would say take advantage of the mortgage rate. If you find the house that you want to be in for 10 plus years um, and pay off any debt, you mentioned some debt that you have, John. First things first, pay off, pay off um, set up an emergency fund, two to six months of, of cash. Then I would get disability insurance because you're young and beautiful and you're, you've got another 30 plus years of work. And um, I don't think you need term life insurance right now because you're not married. If you die, no one cares. So don't get life insurance. You don't need it. You don't need it. Um, so no one's counting on your income in any way, shape or form. But that's what I would do. And if you find the house, John... Go for it. And what I would advise is get a good agent and say, I want to buy a good house in a great neighborhood because great neighborhoods are going to be great neighborhoods. Great neighborhoods tend to have good school districts. So you're looking for a good school district because, John, when you go to sell that house, you need someone to say, we got to put our kid in the school because this school's better than that school. So think about that. Got it. So what's your uh, feeling on the drawings for the World Cup? I think the United States got a good draw. I think we can get out of the first round. I think we're going to have to try to get a draw with England because I don't think uh, um, our, our other foes that we're playing are going to be as easy cakewalks as we expect. So I would expect maybe one win, two draws. Um, if we're lucky, we go to the second round. I think good chance of getting out of the group stage, but if you follow uh, who they'll be playing after that, it's yeah. uh, pretty rough going after that. Slovakia is in our group, right? Yeah, and... Uh, I think we I think we'll come out second, but there's a cool website. It's like Castrol has this website uh, this year, this cup, and uh, yeah. you could put in you know if you come in first or second, who most likely you'll be playing for round sixteen, quarterfinal, semifinal, and uh, Castrol. Pretty tough, yeah. Thanks for the call, John. All right, have a good one. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Candy W Oakland. This is nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk. Let's go to Leo in Pleasanton. Leo? Leo? Uh, go ahead. Hey, um, yeah, uh, 
I had a question about uh, ticker symbol ERTS, Electronic Arts. Um, I have about uh, 1,100 shares in this company. I used to work for them. And it's just uh, been brutal the last um, year since it tanked. Um, is this a stock that I should hold on to, look to diversify it? Um, what did you do for you? Um, I was an engineer. Did web stuff for them. That's kind of cool. So, as a kid, I dreamed of working for EA. I wanted to like. So did I. It was like uh, you know, Bird versus uh, Magic. You know, the one-on-one. I mean, they made the best games as a kid. Oh yeah. The problem is they kept me as an audience, so they kept making games for the twenty-year-old and the thirty-year-old, and they didn't skew younger when Activision skewed younger. And Activision went after Tony Hawk and skateboarding, while EA said football, 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 and it's been a little bit of their problem. Um, I would own Electronic Arts. If you were to say, I'm going to hold it for five plus years, I think you could sell some of your electronic arts and average into Activision and then play the whole video game play. Um, I would say it's 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 not looking good in the short term because Activision has all the right titles. Electronic Arts has Madden. They've got The Sims. They've got Need for Speed. They've got Spore. They've got Medal of Honor, of which they came out and said, we're going to make a modern version of Medal of Honor to compete with Activision's Call of Duty. They both used to be World War II, shoot the Nazi, and now they're both, you know, shoot the, um, what, is, what are we, maybe the Russian breakaway nation or the, the, the Islamic uh, breakaway fascist group. So we are very careful on picking our enemies in this political day and age, but Electronic Arts is okay. Um, I would prefer that you own Activision. Um, the numbers that came out today on video game sales, not good. I would say 16 to $20 is where Electronic Arts should trade, and it's right around 16 and a half right now. November video game sales is uh, disappointed, even though Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 just rocked on a year-over-year number. Electronic Arts is trying to get a little bit more into the Facebook gaming world, i.e., you know, um, when you're at your Facebook page, you can you know buy a cow and, and get a spend a dollar and get you know the cow a necklace and spend another dollar and get a pig and spend another dollar and get a pig with necklace. Um, so they're trying to get into what's called casual gaming a little bit more. So um, that's something like maybe my mom would be doing. But what's my mom doing on Facebook? That's just kind of creepy. Um, they said they're going to cut down on the number of video games they sell in the future. In large part, um, focusing in on quality, and you know, video games are you know big budget projects at this point in time. So I, I think you can play with sixteen and a half, sixteen and a half, maybe uh, to twenty on Electronic Arts. Um, GameStop was a play, and then GameStop got hit pretty aggressively when Walmart said for Christmas we're going to be lowering the top twenty uh, games that are selling. You know, we're going to you know be discounting them ten, to fifteen, twenty percent off. So GameStop doesn't really compete with Walmart. The person that goes to GameStop is an enthusiast. They go there and hang out with other enthusiasts. They're not going to Walmart. People go to Walmart are the mom and dads who um, have to pick up a Christmas gift for Junior. And, you know, they're also getting milk and they're also getting paper towels. and They're also getting other issues at Walmart. So um, I'm okay with Electronic Arts at these prices. And I would look at it, Leo, as you bought it. If you were to buy it today, would you buy it today? I can make a case for it, but I'm not wildly enthusiastic. There's many, many other stocks I would prefer you own. So don't make sure you don't own too much of the company. Eight hundred three four. My feeling is that it's it's got they got a lot of competitors now. I mean, uh, Activision has has really come up in their game, and they're targeting the younger audience. And the average gamer has so many gaming avenues, so many opportunities to, to play games. Uh, you know, they got the iPhone, they got the Sony PSP. 
the Nintendo Wii and that actually works. Art. That works well for the Electronic Arts. They've got more platforms to sell into. So many avenues per se. Yeah, a lot of avenues, but uh, you know, you got a lot of amateur developers on the iPhone, and you know, just just the, you know, a lot of flash games online, and you know, there are a lot of casual gamers, and people like you and me, we're both Generation X, and we're getting older, and you know, we have. Uh, you know, lower attention span, and you know our expectations go up higher and higher on these games year after year. I think there's a lot of competition out there, yeah. a lot of smaller companies that are cranking out good content. I, I, I'd agree with all that you're saying. So the nice thing about Electronic Arts is they're kind of like the Microsoft of video games, um, and that, as you can take a look at it, in the last five to ten years, Microsoft hasn't done much as a stock because they kind of got a little bit too big and bloated. I would think Electronic Arts gets acquired down the road by someone like a Disney or Microsoft. Um and just fold it into the company and being part of their entertainment division. Happen though. I, I do think that could happen. So thanks for the call. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. I'm not wildly bullish. I want that to be very clear. I'm not going. Electronic Arts is going to go higher. I could find a lot of other stuff to invest in. You know, there's a story out there today about California's export economy. It's slowly starting to get better. The retail slow sales numbers today slowly starting to get better. The unemployment first-time claims yesterday slowly starting to slow down. We're taking baby steps. And if you've ever seen a baby, it's kind of crazy. You see the baby take one step, two steps, and then boom, right over he goes, clunks his head on a piece of furniture and screams. I kind of think our economy could do a little bit of that. I think we're taking baby steps. I, I don't think we're super strong. As the state and nation recover from the recession, exports have emerged as one of the critical drivers of job growth because of the weak dollar. We're sending more stuff overseas. They're able to get more goodies from the United States for less buckaroos. Imports continue to exceed exports at the national level because we run this huge trade deficit, mostly tied towards oil. But also we're a nation of consumers. So we'll buy the Japanese televisions, per se. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Mike in Santa Rosa. Mike. Hi. um, You've been talking about Ginny Mays, and I'm wondering, thinking about investing in them, how the toxic assets will affect that as an investment? Um, the government-backed securities. You won't lose principal, but will it affect the interest rate? Or No, the biggest thing that affects Ginny Mays is people who prepay their mortgage. Um, that's the biggest you know, prepay issue on them. So Ginny May, it's, it's out of the pipeline before it becomes toxic. Okay. So basically, let me give you an idea. Let's say I'm a mortgage company, or let's say I'm Bank of America. I'm Bank of America. I go, United States government, I got this guy in, in Napa who wants to buy a house for $400,000. And Ginny Mae starts the funding process that goes through Fannie Mae, that goes to Freddie Mac, Freddie Mac, uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac goes to Bank of America. Bank of America ultimately comes up with a, a company called Napa Mortgage, and they sell it to Napa Mortgage. Everyone gets a little piece of the action along the way. Um, they're outside the realm of toxic, Mike. So they've already moved on, and they're not in Ginny May anymore. As long as you believe the United States government will continue to fund. Okay, and, um, and the basis for the, the interest rate that you receive has to do with the, the rate that they're charging on mortgages at any particular time? That they're passing on to other mortgage, uh, to other people in the food chain, yeah. Okay. So. Very good, thank you. Yep, thanks for the call. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I, I tend to say Ginny Mays are relatively safe. Principal, a little bit of short-term risk. Yield will play with the 10-year treasury a little bit. 
Um, so you may not get the yield that you ultimately want. Depends on what sort of crisis there is in the nation, situations along those lines. But I, I've got Ginny Mae funds. My mother's got Ginny Mae funds. I feel comfortable saying the word Ginny Mae funds. Uh, there's things that I won't say on this air. There's a lot of things that I won't say on this air because I don't want to get you into trouble. For instance, I'm not going to tell you to go out and buy Broadcom. Broadcom's a great company, but Intel could squash them, or or maybe something bad can happen to the company. So I tend to err on the side of caution on what I'm going to say. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. And that's no no diss on Broadcom. Fine company. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Shoe. Coming up, Dan Rusnowski of your San Jose Sharks. 98.5. You've never listened to a hockey game on on, on radio. It's magical. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Right back where we started from. Well, hustles, grab your guns, your shadow weighs a ton. Driving down the 101. Any debt over eight. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.